0: Well, we've been doing a bit of spring cleaning, certainly Janet has been leading the way and uh, we have been (laughs) decluttering. Yeah, not in your house, but we have been decluttering, getting ready for the move and that got me to thinking about stuff. We all carry stuff with us in life. Often stuff that we'd be better off getting rid of. This morning's message is about baggage, we carry it around. Emotionally, spiritually and physically, we carry it with us each day in uh, some shape or form. It'll tend to weigh us down, the baggage that we carry. It makes walking through life more challenging. Of course, our baggage can represent that which has shaped us. The person that we are today is very much affected by that which we carry from our experiences. This morning, I hope we can be encouraged that there is a power through the death and resurrection of Jesus, through the giving of the Holy Spirit, through the prayers of the saints, there is a power available to us that can release us from the burden of our baggage. Is there an amen? There's often a mystery in how we appropriate that freedom but I hope we can be encouraged and reminded today there is a release available. David prayed, For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. Help me, O Lord. Save me in accordance with your love, for he, the Lord, stands at the right hand of the needy one to save his life from those who condemn him. Baggage might be, Defined, I think I've got it on the screen, as any unresolved issue where lack of closure adversely impacts and shapes the direction and dynamics of a person's life. Any unresolved issue where lack of closure adversely impacts and shapes the direction and dynamics of a person's life. If we could actually see a a picture of what we look like carrying our baggage around, it might look something like, some of these (laughs) you don't think you're carrying any baggage like I don't but other people see it or the truck driver has got his load really stacked in there this morning uh, we're going to think about three prayers that we can pray to our heavenly father that are concerned with releasing our baggage unloading our burdens becoming all that God wants us to be And they are three prayers that look like this. Father, renew my mind. Have you prayed that? Father, renew my mind. Father, please restore what has been lost. And Lord, help me release my offender. Renew my mind, restore what's lost, and help me release my offender. I've entitled this morning's message, Baggage Check." It's easy to live life without checking in the baggage. It's been said the unreflected life is not worth living. Now that might be pushing it too far, but it's easy to live a life that is unreflective. To go through the motions and live in a reactionary way to the way people treat us without stopping and asking the question of the Lord first Why do I react like that? What am I carrying in my life that's caused me to be so ready to respond in such a way, and often in an ungodly way? In Job chapter 7, Job says, "'Therefore I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit.'" Peter says in 1 Peter 5, "'Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you.'" Over and over in Scripture we are encouraged to speak out about what's wrong inside. We don't have to remain silent. We can speak out to God, maybe even speak out to others and identify our baggage and check it in with God. I don't know if you've um, had an experience in your life of, uh, I guess, being bold enough to share some of the baggage that you carry. Um, I have, on many occasions... And I might go there today, but I'm much more reserved than I used to be as a pastor. I used to sort of enjoy the vulnerability of letting it all hang out, as it were, and uh, just letting people know in a church all the yucky baggage that I carry. But over time, I discovered that it's not safe to do that. I discovered that a church is filled with people of all sorts of levels of maturity and... uh, It's not always so good to just spill it all out there. Yet, having said that, there is such power in doing it in an appropriate space. So forgive me for not telling you how bad a person I am. (laughs) um, Just to know I am a sinner like you and I have all sorts of baggage that I continue to work through. Um, But it's it's a powerful thing when, when you feel prompted by the Spirit and you trust a, a group of people to share about what you're struggling with. Now, <clears throat> let me be uh, very pointed here, and, I, and I'm asking for um, grace as I say these questions, Okay, because we're all, we're all broken people, aren't we? So please don't feel like I'm being nasty, but let's do a baggage check. Still, a baggage check. Why are you a bitter person? And I know we're not all bitter, but some of us, we are. Why are you someone who finds it so hard to trust? Why do you blow your stack so easily? Why do you hold people in a box of contempt? Why do you distrust the church? Why do you find it hard to keep your word? Why are you so cynical? Why are you mean? Why are you mean? Why are you a control freak? Why do you lose friends? Why have you or why are you promiscuous? Why are you a bully? Why do you look at pornography? Why are you a workaholic? Why do you hate your father? Why do you not get on with your kids? Why are you divorced? Why are you not happy in your marriage. Why can't you stick at things? We could go on and on and on, couldn't we? And it would sound more and more depressing. But, you know, some of us will struggle with the things that I have said um, and depending on how open you have been with yourself in the journey of life, Some of us are quite unaware that we struggle with those very things. But if you ask people around you, they would say, yeah, pride, bitterness, jealousy. I want to encourage us that um, the primary reason why we might say yes to any of the things I just mentioned is because we have certain thought processes that allow us to carry that baggage. The first prayer we need to pray is, God, help renew my mind with truth. Renew my mind. Romans 12 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we're going to appropriate what God has for us in Jesus, it involves a renewal of the mind. As we move through these prayers, I'd like to use Colossians 3 as a base. This is a wonderful passage that covers so much ground regarding freedom in Christ. But I'm reading from Colossians 3, chapter, one, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Paul writes, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So to understand this part of the verse, let's just revisit a really helpful graphic that uh, should be up on the screen there. Uh, At church, we've used this before. where It's it's a picture that's breaking down a human. And it's suggesting that at the core of us is we have a spirit, which is very similar to the heart, the will. The Bible talks about the heart and will being so core to us. And uh, for a Christian, our spirit comes alive. Ephesians 2 says we were dead in our transgressions and sins in which we used to live when we followed the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Before you're a Christian, the Bible says that you're dead inside. That doesn't sound nice, but that's what Scripture teaches. There's a dead spirit in there. To be born again is to come alive Inside spiritually, and my heart and will have a capacity to please God. Then, when I come alive, and then out of that renewal, I can then think right thoughts and feel right emotions, and then that is going to drive what I do with my body, and then that will affect how I interact with the social context I find myself in, and. Uh, there's an idea that all that together represents who I am, my soul, my um, the, the fragrance I leave wherever I go. Colossians 3 begins, set your heart on things above. Of course, it's where I, I've actually, Ephesians 1 says that, we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Like when I'm born again, I'm actually, my heart is actually already safe, sealed in the spirit with God through Jesus. But then the very first thing we're told to do is set your mind on things above. Renew the mind. I'd like to suggest to you that baggage lives in our minds. We have to renew our minds. It's fundamental to finding freedom. Ultimate freedom as a human being is to work out what we will let our minds dwell upon. Our thoughts determine the orientation of the things we do the shape of the feelings that frame our responses to the world around us. I've always loved what Dallas Willard said about the inputs that drive the mind. So if we're talking about renewing the mind, we're thinking about these three. And that others might disagree, but I have found in my life these are just so profound. Ideas, information and images are the three keys that are feeding our minds. Ideas, information and images when Satan undertook to to uh, take Adam and Eve out they uh, he didn't do it by grabbing a stick and whacking them over the head he led them astray with ideas you can't trust God he's lying to you he's holding out on you it's an idea ideas are the most powerful things in the world would you agree Ideas are the most powerful things. If you allow a certain idea to take root in your mind, you will be at the mercy, and so will I, of that idea for the rest of my life, for the rest of your life. Some of us have believed an idea. We're talking about renewing our minds. Some of us have believed an idea that we have no value. It's an idea that you come across at some point. You go, yeah, maybe my my value is very low. Um, maybe we were told this by others, maybe by our parents. We looked for affirmation in all the wrong areas as young people. And uh, we get this idea, this dominant idea that my worth is pretty low. And then information is added to that. Regular input. We hang around with people who are very critical of us and we re- are reinforced with information about this idea. Then we look at certain images of the way that we should be at our age. And uh, maybe that's physical. Um, How we should, what we should have achieved. We get these images, ideas, and information, and it pushes us in the same direction and it creates a stronghold in in our minds. Is anyone with me? And you can apply this to whatever baggage that we carry. Baggage finds power through ideas, information, and images. That take a hold in our minds. So the dealing with baggage, and this is not a, a quick fix, but dealing with baggage is about the renewal of the mind. This is a massive thought to think about. You and I can have a clean mind. Is that possible? It's a question. I'm putting it out there. Can you have a clean mind, or are we stuck? with a mind that is absolutely broken in sin, a monster of iniquity, well, I would say Romans 8 must be a load of hogwash if that's the case. If Romans 8, 1 to 8 is true, it says we can have the mind of the Spirit, which takes us down a different way to the mind of the flesh. Amen? But how do we get there? How do we renew our minds? Well, the first place to head to is Scripture memorization. If you've never done scripture memorization, I encourage you to try memorizing Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 17. Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 17, what we're looking at now. And as we hide scripture away in our heart and in our mind, it actually starts renewing our mind. Can anyone put your hand up to say, have you found that to be true? If, we, if you know you're carrying baggage, find what the Bible says about the ideas, information and images that you've been giving yourself to and allow the Scripture, memorised Scripture, to take a hold, to speak to you, to put roots down into our hearts and into our minds and into our sense of what is true and allow that truth to change us. There are other spiritual habits like solitude and silence and fasting, and generosity, and simplicity, and thankfulness, which can be super helpful in renewing our minds. But let's be reminded this morning the power of Scripture memorization. If you're carrying baggage and you know you are, in the name of Jesus, find some Scripture and store it away in your heart and mind, and pray that prayer, Lord, renew my mind and the second prayer is this, God help restore what has been lost. The psalmist writes in Psalm 71, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. The psalmist, though he is getting on in years, he's not dead yet. He's not down in Sheol The shadow life of the dead, yet he's confident that God can bring him out of that place. God, help restore what has been lost. I wonder if that's a good description for us, for any of us here. That we feel like joy has been stripped from our life. There are times in our life when we've felt the joy of the Lord. But sometimes we can go through a season that goes on and on and it feels like, wow, feels a bit like Sheol, the shadow land. We can pray a prayer like this. God, help me release this baggage, restore what has been lost. Pain and grief, have you discovered, are often a result of realising the dreams that we had are gone. And we are feeling the weight of the disappointment when we lose something that we hoped for and dreamt for. I think baggage often in our life comes from how we deal with that grief. We do lose things in our lives. So when we say, God, help restore what's been lost, often we're we're talking about very deep things. Some of us lost our innocence a long time ago. We lost the ability to trust. We lost the ability to see um, with a glass half full. We lost our compass for for choosing and doing what's right. We lost our confidence in God. We lost our ability to trust the church. Colossians 3 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. I think as we read this, we're we're reading about the fruit of our baggage. When you don't deal with the hurt and the grief in the right way, sin finds a home. So this is what Paul writes. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must, you must... We work with God together. Rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there's no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. A huge key in seeing God restore what has been lost in our lives is playing our role in the process. If we want to be restored to fullness of life, the fruit of sin must be, the scripture says, taken off, or as Colossians says, gotten rid of. Get rid of anger, rage, malice, slander. These are unhelpful behaviors that come out of not dealing with the pain, comes out of blame and bitterness and sadness and regret and jealousy. How do we get rid of it? By God's grace. Well, What is God's grace? His grace is his empowering presence to allow us to do that which we could not do in our own strength. So we need his grace to allow these wrong responses to be released so that we can allow him to restore what's been lost. And the final prayer is, God help me release my offender. I wonder if we were to survey our congregation about baggage, how often it would be connected to an offence we have experienced in our life. I know for me when I think of baggage, uh, I can link them back to times when I've, I've felt badly treated and I've found it hard to know what to do with that. Colossians puts it this way, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So how are we called to forgive, to release our baggage? As Christ forgave us, fully, completely, wholeheartedly. Permanently. To forgive as Christ forgave us, we need renewed minds. Does that make sense? It's just not going to work if we don't renew our mind with what true true truth is. So, if we want to be released, we have to allow the Lord to renew our minds. We have to decide that we actually are going to live our lives believing what the Bible says. How do I release my offender? I remind myself from the truth of God's word that I am not the judge of people's sins. Amen? I'm not the judge. Job said, Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Who is the judge of all the world? It's not me. It's not you. God's ability to deal justly is as powerfully above our ability to do anything as his ability to create the universe is above ours that's a powerful place to get to to say god you you bring justice into this situation i'm going to release my offender we've talked um, before about letting people off our hook sometimes it feels good to keep someone on their hook doesn't it but then they rot as we carry them around on our hook. And we, we're the ones that start to smell. I used to be at a church uh, who had a strong connection with the ministry in Rwanda. And one time we had a, a, uh, a young man who came and shared his testimony. And, and his testimony it was shocking. It was, it was hard to listen to. He, he spoke about being a young boy when the Rwandan genocide happened where a million people were killed in a hundred days. And he said, I I was hiding in a tree and I watched my neighbours kill my parents. And it's just hard to imagine that that could happen to a human being. And then he talked about getting to the place where he forgave them because they live in the same community. I don't know how you do that. But there are a million people that have these stories. And if everyone tried to dish out justice, this demonically empowered killing frenzy just keeps going. God, help me release my offender can only be a prayer that we can pray through the cross, amen. It's through the cross because Jesus died on a cross for their sin when he died on the cross for my sin. God help me release my offender. We carry baggage with us in, li- in our lives and it's, it's heavy. It, it, it changes the way our, our face is contorted. And you don't know until someone actually says, hey, can we talk about this? Like, why do you react like that? Three powerful prayers... Let me remind us of them. Let's pray together as we finish. Father, all of us here today, we all carry the baggage of brokenness in some way. May you powerfully by your spirit renew our minds. May they be set on things above, focused on images, ideas and informations that, that are godly and praiseworthy and life-giving. Father, please restore what's been lost in our lives. Empower our feeble efforts by your grace that we may take off the old practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of our Creator. Father, may we know the power of forgiveness that allowed the Lord Jesus to say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. May we... By your grace, release our offenders. God, we want to be a church who are filled with people with light-filled minds by your grace. We want to be a church filled with people who know what it's like to be so grateful that you've restored something of that which has been lost. And we want to be a church filled with people who know what it's like to release offenders so that we can continue in that and be filled with grace and compassion. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory for being the one who showed us the way in all of that. Amen and amen.